Hello and welcome to the Oxford Clay Pottery Podcast. I'm Catherine Tomlinson and I founded Oxford Clay, an eco-conscious pottery company. So on this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things pottery related, often with an eco-conscious twist, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's go. Welcome back to the Oxford Clay Pottery Podcast. Um, I'm Catherine and um, so today I wanted to talk to you about on the episode um, saving energy in pottery. Um, so this is obviously really relevant for potters because um, you know pottery is a kind of artisan industrial process and needs energy in order to happen so you know there's energy involved in obviously like you know heating lighting the space um firing work you know maybe using a wheel some electrical equipment stuff like that so um yeah it's it's um it's really topical for potters and i wanted to talk to you about five really good things you can do to save energy in pottery okay so um so the first one um like might not be relevant to everybody but um it's just really important to say basically from the outset that the um the more energy efficient your kiln is the more you know obviously the more energy you'll save so when i was first looking for a kiln um this one behind me if you're listening on the podcast i've got a i've got a kiln behind me and um it's the first ever kiln i bought and um when i was looking to buy it i found this kiln which was like really big and it used um you know a domestic energy supply i was like great you know it can just i don't need to get like phase three kind of uh, energy supply they call it in ek uh, when you need an industrial you know supply of electricity to um power your kiln so it's just like normal domestic supply it went up to stone temperatures which is what I needed and um yeah it was really big and quite cheap as well so it was brilliant I thought yes this is great um and then I sort of like um was reading more about it and just looked at how much energy it took to do each firing and what I realized was although it looked kind of better in lots of ways um other kilns which were like quite a lot more expensive but much better insulated and actually kind of smaller in size actually um, use massively less electricity like it it was half as much electricity than uh, the other kilns so um, after weighing it all up I just thought well I want a kiln which is going to cost less you know to run um, you know over the long term so you know it's something to really consider like if you're thinking about um, you know buying a kiln or buying a new kiln uh, you know if you're thinking about buying an electric kiln because you know you obviously you can get gas kilns as well but in terms of like um, um, electric kilns we're just yeah it you know there are there are quite variations between how much energy each each kiln uses so it's really worth looking into it and you know trying to get the most energy efficient one because it will save electricity and you know effectively will save you money in the long in the long term so um okay so right now we've got the kiln <laughs> we said about the kiln obviously that's not applicable to everybody but there are four other things which could be applicable um so okay so the first one is um 
that um, a lot of potteries, um, so like you might have seen this used or you might have used this yourself in a, so like, you know, um, commercial or, you know, educational setting, a pottery studio. Um, and we definitely use this when I went to evening classes. Um, so we used basically um, a heat gun, which is, um, they're designed really for like decorators, for like stripping paint. And they, they're basically like an electric kind of heated kind of, um, gun it's a bit like a hairdryer but like gets a lot hotter and they've got these heating elements in and um, you can basically use them to like dry pottery so if you're if you've just made a pot I know you need to dry it really fast you've got like an evening class you're like oh I've only got like an hour left of my evening class like I've got to go in a minute and like I've got to um, you know attach a handle then um, you know generally at evening classes people will like, use them for um, drying their work like really fast and stuff um, but they're massively energy intensive and I think this is probably because they you know they get to such high temperatures and the heating elements in them are like you know they get really hot because they're made for stripping paint they get very 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 hot um, and what I found out was that um, just a normal desk fan actually does a very similar job. And when I calculated the energy use of a desk fan and um, a heat gun, paint stripping heat gun, I found that the desk fan uses one ninetieth of the electricity of a heat gun, which is just like, incredible so if you're say like you want to dry some work you can just set up a fan and you know it will move the air over the pot you're trying to dry and yeah it does take longer than a heat gun but it will dry it in a way that is you know very similar so it's like it takes a little bit longer but it's like an one ninetieth of the energy <laughs> use <laughs> so that you know if you're if you're doing that quite a lot if you're trying to dry out handles you know to attach onto a pot or something you know you've got different bits you want to dry at different rates uh, then a desk fan is such a good top tip to use um okay so my third top tip is um to think about like how your work kind of fits in the kiln so when i first um started making pottery i used to make these quite wide bowls and um, i could only fit like two or three on a kiln shelf and you know because in a glaze firing they can't like touch and so there's just like so much wasted space like in the middle i had a triangle and then i had like you know um just space all around the sides and um and I just thought, you know, uh, this is like crazy. I'm just wasting all this space, you know, and I stopped making them basically. I just thought this is too much wasted space in, in the kiln. And so I started making things which were like much smaller and could just fit together a lot more in the kiln. So, you know, obviously this like might not apply, you know, to, to, to you or like, you know, this is, might not be something you want to do, but just, it's just something that popped into my mind as like a potential um, energy saving tip is like, um, you know, the shape and size of your work can be fitted together perhaps like better in the kiln space. And that means you can fire more and that means, you know, at one time and that means you're having to fire the kiln less. So yeah, you know, might not be applicable to you, but like something to think about definitely. Um, okay, so <laughs> my fourth top tip is, uh, this is something that's been quite like a painful thing for me to learn is that Sometimes when you have something that is like not quite right, so you've made something and you've either knocked it or like, you know, a crack's appearing in it um, at the greenware stage or, you know, um, 
you know, yeah, you might just kind of think, I don't know if I really like this thing, you know. It's really good to ditch it at that stage and it's very hard to let it go. But, you know, if you if you carry on down the process and like you're firing it at like bisque firing stage or like, you know, you're, you're going to fire it to like glaze firing stage, you know, just it's kind of like a massive waste of your time and energy, you know, electricity, money. Um, you know, if you're not like 100% about it, it could be, you know, unless you unless it's an experiment, um, it could just be something to ditch at the greenware stage. So I, this has been quite a painful lesson for me to learn. I've had to really let go of this. And because I used to have this thing where like, say like a small crack appeared or something, I was like, well, I'm sure it'll be okay. Maybe the glaze will kind of cover it up or I don't know, maybe... Um, and no, that doesn't happen. It just basically gets lows worse at the at the glaze firing stage. <laughs> Cracks actually open up rather than like disappearing. So um, yeah, so I th- this is what I do now as like a practice. I just have to be like, no, let it go. Let it go at the greenware stage. And then I can, you know, reclaim it. And it's not just, you know, a, a pot now that I just, that's, that can't, can't go back to clay, you know, um, and like being a huge waste of energy. So yeah, that's like my fourth top tip. And then, um, okay, and then the fifth tip, which is actually my favorite tip and it's something I've been really practicing recently and sort of getting really into, and that is the practice of raw glazing. So until like a couple of years ago, I never actually even heard of raw glazing. It's not something that I'd um, practiced at evening classes, but I'd, I'd read up on it and um, it's something that I've now been like really practicing, I've got really into. So. Raw glazing effectively is um, applying the glaze to a pot when it's either at the leather hard stage or at the greenware stage and then firing it straight up to the glaze firing. So you're effectively completely missing out that bisque fire fire. So you never have to do a bisque fire. So it's amazing. You're basically going to save all that energy that you would have that you would have spent um, in the bisque this firing stage so um i have actually been practicing this on um quite large items it seems to work pretty well for items that are like quite big and sturdy because when you're applying glaze to an item a pot that's um you know at the greenware stage or at the leather hard stage it can actually um disintegrate and <laughs> quite often that does happen so um, you know, it, the, you might have to take some kind of um, measures like, you know, adding paper to clay is a really good way of making clay stronger. Um, or, um, you know, you have to also use the right clay and you have to use the right glaze. So not all glazes actually work for raw glazing. But I've been raw glazing um, large pots like planters where I've basically been like painting on glaze. And then I've also been glazing them on the inside. Um, and the pot seems to be able to take it without disintegrating. And then I just fire, so I do that at the greenware stage and I just fire straight up to stoneware glaze firing temperatures and they are fine, exactly the same as if I would have bisque fired it without all the faff of bisque firing, without all the energy of bisque firing as well and the electricity, you know, and money. So yeah, so I'd really recommend raw glazing as a practice. It's like really fun as well to do, you know, and just seeing, you know, whether your clay and glaze can take it. Um, If you wanted some raw glaze recipes, um, there's 10 raw glaze recipes um, in the book, Eco-Conscious Pottery Glazing, 
make your own pottery glazes with minimal harm to humans, animals and the environment. That's a book which you can buy from the Oxford Clay website. We can buy a paper copy on Amazon as well. Um, and the links are actually in the show notes if you want to buy one of those books. But um, yeah, so that's like, that's got 10 recipes that I have um, tested with the raw glazing method and found that they work really well. They basically look exactly the same as at the raw glaze stage um, as if you bisque fired it, then applied the glaze. Um, yeah, so that's my fifth and final tip um, for saving energy in pottery. Um, yeah, so we'll go through those tips again. Top tips. Okay, just as a little rundown, like summary at the end. Okay, so the first one is, um, you know, try and use an energy efficient kiln. Uh, you might not even be need one at the moment. You know, or you might, you know, do, do your pottery in a communal pottery setting. So it's not applicable to you. But like if you were at the stage where you're like about to buy a new kiln and you're not sure which one to go with, cheaper one or, you know, more energy efficient one, energy efficiency all the way because it will save you money and energy obviously you know long term so okay number two um not using a heat gun because they're so they use so much energy and you can just get almost the same results from a desk fan with one ninetieth of the energy use um number three you know can your pots tessellate better in the kiln can they fit together do you need maybe like an additional kiln shelf or half a shelf or something just to make everything fit better in the kiln you know is there certain are there certain shapes that like are wasting a lot of space um uh yeah again that's maybe not something that everybody wants to do but just you know if you think about like is there something you can make that will fill a little space in between some big bowls you're making or something um yeah just something to think about uh, number four, um, so not firing stuff that you know just you probably just don't even want in the long term, you know, or it's it's got an you know a fault basically that's going to get worse down the line. Um, so yeah, <laughs> something I'm still still coming to terms with. Um, and number five, raw glazing. So you know, practicing raw glazing, applying glaze at the greenware stage or leather hard stage and just getting rid of that bis firing completely and just firing straight up to glaze temperatures. Um, yeah, so I hope you've liked these uh, top five tips um, on energy saving tips and um, yeah, happy potting and I'm really looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. <laughs>